0: Welcome to the Nourishing Soulfully podcast, a podcast for those who wish to be kinder to themselves. I'm Peter, your host, and I am a wellbeing and mental health practitioner and certified intuitive eating coach. And whilst that's kind of the blurb on my LinkedIn profile, essentially what I do is I support wonderful souls like yourself to heal their relationship with food, their body, and themselves. Now, on the Nourishing Soulfully podcast, we look at self-kindness in a more general way. And I do have two other podcasts which you can listen to if you'd like to narrow that down a little bit and get into the specialist side of things. The Nourish podcast, Heal Your Relationship with Food, which um, are short, bite-sized episodes on intuitive eating and how you can personally heal your relationship with food. And then there is the hang on a minute, let me get it right, Eat, Move, Live Intuitively podcast on Substack, where there are longer episodes on living an intuitive life. So please do search those out and give them a follow and and a listen too, if you wish to. So this is the second series of the Nourishing Soulfully podcast. I'm really, really excited to get going with this second series. In the first series, I interviewed wonderful people around self-kindness and living life intuitively, and they were were from all walks of life, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And so we've got a little bit of that going on in the second series, but in a slightly different format. I've asked soulful nourishers to send in voice clips of how they are kind to themselves, what they do to embrace self-kindness and self-care in their lives, and their biggest takeaways when it comes to self-kindness. And then throughout the rest of the episode, I zoom in and look at how you can take these things that they're doing and apply it to your own life. If you would like to send in your own voice clip on how you're kind to yourself, or any questions that you have, please do pop an email over to Peter. that's P-E-T-A, at nourishingsoulfully.com. I would absolutely love to hear from you, and I would love to feature your, po- your voice note on the podcast. So, let's dive into this week's podcast episode, and the first in this series, and this is with the wonderful Katie. Now I'm going to let Katie introduce herself because she does so beautifully and then we will get into looking at the ways in which she's kind to herself and zooming in on this.
1: I'm Katie, I'm a mum of two from South Wales. I'm a baby signing teacher and I'm currently training to become a mother circle guide too. Um, you can find me on all things motherhood, mental health and self-kindness on at mummy Days underscore sunny Days and you can follow me for updates on my baby signing classes at tinytalk.sewales.valleys. So, as a busy mum of two, it's easy to get lost in the daily chores and feel like you're living on somebody else's schedule. There's always something to do for somebody else. And for me, self-kindness is about making sure that I make the time for myself. And that's the key phrase, make the time. We always say we're going to find the time, but where do we find it? We it it won't just magically appear unless we work at it. Don't get me wrong, I struggle with this daily. But self-kindness means that I'm more aware of the small pockets of time and the small ways that I can be kind to myself. And when I do struggle, I know that next the next day can be a better day. Um, and it's all about taking in that that frame of mind. And not beating yourself up about things. As I say, I look for small ways to be kind to myself, as well as the big things. Daily, it might be putting things in the dishwasher rather than spending my time washing them. But then on another day, it might be slowing down and standing at the sink, taking my time to wash dishes and using it as a moment to slow down. I try to walk the school run when I can, get myself some fresh air, get my my children some fresh air. I try to check in with myself throughout the day to notice how I'm feeling and what I need and I look for what I call the sunny moments, things that make me smile that I'm grateful for and ways that I can share the sunshine. And my big one is I've started uh, to switch off from work in the evenings. It's really hard being self-employed but I try to find myself something different to do instead. I try my best to craft, to help me unwind. The biggest thing I've learned about self-kindness is that it isn't easy, but it isn't hard. It's not all about bubble baths and spa days, but it can be. You can start with a small mindful moment to rub in the hand cream, or to remember to take your makeup off, it's all about it's all about the mindset change. You've got to put the work in to figure out what you need and why you need it. But you've got to treat yourself along the way too. Don't wait for some great uh, big end goal because you'll be waiting for a long time. And don't be hard on yourself if you feel like you failed. Life gets hard and you can't always put yourself first. But self kindness is about realising that's okay. You can press pause. You can reset and you can try again. Self-kindness looks different at different points at different points of your life. But you'll never go back to where you started
0: from because once you've made a start, you've got the tools to help you along the way. Thank you, Katie, for that beautiful voice note. And I will pop the links to where you can find Katie in today's show notes. So Katie, in her message, mentions the fact that it's all about the little things. It's about what you need. And something that Katie mentions is the fact that some days self-kindness means loading up the dishwasher and other days what she needs is to take that time to wash the dishes as a little moment of quiet, a little mindful moment. And I think what can often happen when it comes to taking care of ourselves and being kinder to ourselves is that we can see things quite in a in a black and white way. So we can... Almost, let's take this example that Katie gave us. We can almost think, well, either I load the dishwasher every time or I wash the dishes in a mindful way. But realistically, in life, nothing is black or white. And when we set up th- the, this structure within our life, these rules that we need to follow to be kind to ourselves, we inevitably fail at it because there are times where we can do neither load the dishwasher or wash up and it's just a case of really quickly doing one or the other or we can give ourselves a hard time if we don't manage it if the dishwasher's is full and we've still got other dishes to wash and so we really quickly wash them mindlessly just before running out of the door and so this black and white way of thinking can actually hold us back from being kind to ourselves and so i i encourage you to have a think about how are you applying that to certain areas of your life where are you going i can either do this or i can do this but i can't do both i can't have that those two options as options because one is kind and one isn't when that probably isn't the case now you might find that As you listen to these episodes and as you read any of the blog posts that I put out there or do any of the workshops um, on the Nourishing Soul Flea website that you're like, oh, that question is a good question, but I can't think of anything. Don't put too much pressure on yourself to come up with things. Let it kind of just be there in your mind. And the likelihood is over the next few days when you're showering or when you're washing the dishes or when you're walking somewhere, idea will pop in your mind and you'll go that's where my black and white thinking is and actually i can do both both can be options for me something else that katie mentions is fresh air and katie shares that she has two children and so on the school run where possible she gets out and walks to school rather than taking a vehicle fresh air is one of the biggest, kindest, loveliest things we can give ourselves. But it's something that's so simple that we can almost just brush it off and go, yeah, but how much difference is it gonna make? If you're able to bring that fresh air in during your day and connect it with another activity. So for example, the school run or walking to work, or if you have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee first thing in the morning and just sitting, in the window, or sitting on the back doorstep, wrapped up warm. This is bringing in that little bit of fresh air into your life, into your day, without it being a huge, huge change. And that's what we're looking for when it comes to living a nourishing soulfully life. We're looking to make tiny little changes that make the world of difference. So it's it would be um, unrealistic and pretty unachievable to kind of go right this is my life now I'm going to completely overhaul it change all of my habits and behaviors to live a different life to live a kinder life because we are humans and our habits and our behaviors they are deeply ingrained within us that's not to say that we can't change those things but we can't change those things all at once so if we can make these tiny little adjustments It takes the pressure off, and it means that everything seems a little bit more achievable to us, and we can do it bit by bit. And something I talk about a lot is hedgehog steps. Um, I mention it in every course I run, every talk I do, every workshop. So hedgehogs walk up to 12 miles a night between gardens and woodland and wherever wherever their little feet wander them to. And they have the tiniest little feet. They're absolutely tiny, but each tiny step adds up for them to that huge 12 miles a night. And so it's worth remembering and keeping in mind that all of these changes, they are tiny hedgehog steps in the right direction. And that is progress. And that's what we're looking for. We are looking for long-term progress when it comes to creating that nourishing, soulfully lifestyle. Something else that Katie mentions is daily check-ins. Checking in with herself to see what she needs. So rather than kind of going, right, tomorrow, I'm going to load the dishwasher a couple of times, I'm not gonna wash up. Well, you don't know how you're going to feel tomorrow. If you wait, And in the morning, check in with yourself. And then throughout the day, how am I feeling? What do I need today? What's the kindest option? You are going to be able to embrace that self-kindness in a more soulful and in-the-moment way that actually benefits you and those around you. And Katie enjoys celebrating and looking for the sunny moments. Those moments where we can appreciate something. It doesn't have to be something big. And this reminds me of Sally um, Krangle's wonderful Wednesday posts on Instagram. And it's all about pausing for a moment, taking stock and noting the little things that you're grateful for and that have made you smile and made you feel good. And if you're going to do this, say for example, you're gonna keep a gratitude journal or you're gonna note down a few things every evening or every morning, I'd recommend going into it, keeping in mind that you don't want to repeat yourself every day. Because if you do, that's where it sort of loses the magic that it has If you're just saying every day, I'm grateful for a warm home, I'm grateful for my family, I'm grateful for my job, for example, that's gonna get really repetitive and it's gonna lose that magic. There's very little point in doing it. Equally, if you're like, oh, I'm not really that sold on that. Again, there's little point in doing it, even if you feel you should do it. But if you feel pulled towards giving it a go, Setting yourself the challenge to come up with three different little things each day is really useful because it means that throughout the day as well, you're more likely to be present and mindful and looking for those things that you can note down later on. It's all about making time for yourself, as Katie mentioned. And it's that making of time. If we just said... Oh, I'll find the time at some point. The likelihood is we won't. So it's all about making the time. And that may just be five minutes there, three minutes here. It might be that you leave the house early for work. and When you get to work, you sit in your car for 10 minutes and you read a book. It might be that on your way home from work, you stop off at a local park and you do a quick five minute walk five to ten minutes here and there won't have a huge impact on the rest of your day in terms of time and productivity but it will have a huge impact in terms of productivity for yourself your focus your well-being and that that can be really huge so it's about fitting that in little and often and noticing where maybe You are spending your time and it's not making you feel great. So, for example, if you recognise that you spend a lot of time on social media scrolling, but you're not interacting with others, you're not being social, and it's not really bringing you very much long term in terms of benefits, then maybe thinking about reducing that time and replacing that activity with something else that would benefit you long term that does make you feel good long term may may be something that you'd like to try and experiment with and this is really important when we're looking at self-kindness that we think about the things that we are pulled towards bringing into our lives as experiments as a trial you do not have to commit to anything Give it a try. Say to yourself, let's see if this works. Let's see how this feels for me. Let's see if this suits my lifestyle as it is right now and the things I do within my day-to-day and my values. Self-kindness, as Katie said, isn't easy, but it isn't hard. And I often say, it's simple, but it isn't easy because You are having to, at times, prioritise certain things that are going to benefit you long-term, but in the short-term, you don't want to do. So, let's take the social media um, experiment example. In the short-term, when you're used to being on social media, you're not really going to want to come off social media. It makes you feel good. It releases certain in the brain that make you feel good as you're scrolling, as maybe you get a like or a comment or an engagement, or you feel a connection towards someone else who is sharing something that is relatable. But that quickly disappears and dissipates. And you know that, yeah, short-term, it gives you that instant reward. It feels really good. It can feel somewhat almost addictive. And it's been created to be that way. That's why the creators of social media go to great lengths to make it so that you want to return time and time again and spend as much time as possible on that app. The more time you spend there, the more they can charge for advertising and whatnot. And so long term though, you may be thinking, "Yeah, but long term, I know that doing something different with that time is really going to benefit me. And so it's about overcoming those short-term hurdles to access that long-term gain, that long-term benefit. It isn't easy, but it isn't hard. Katie mentioned not waiting for the big end goal. And I think that's what many can do. We can either say, well, I'll start then, or... Once I've done this, then I can start caring for myself. Once I've changed job, then I can start being kind to myself. Once the children are school-aged, then I can start making time for myself. And we'll keep putting off and putting off and putting off. And in doing so, A, we're being really unkind to ourselves, but B, we are further strengthening a distrust within ourselves. If we keep moving the goalposts, How can we trust ourselves? How can we trust the promises we make towards ourselves? Because we never keep them. I'll do it then. And then that that time comes along and we change it again. Oh no, now's not a great time, I'm gonna do it then. And so it's really important when when we are taking care of ourselves, when we're building that relationship with ourselves, when we're getting to know ourselves, that we keep our promises. If we say we're gonna do something, we stick to that. Because if it were a friend, the likelihood is we would probably stick to it, and if we didn't, if we were unable to show up for whatever reason, we would reschedule. We'd message them and say, "I'm really sorry, I can't make it. Can we reschedule for this day and time?" And then we'd definitely show up. We're not going to go. We're not going to let them down again and not show up. And so you've got to start showing up for yourself. Yep, things come up, circumstances change, and for whatever reason you might not be able to make that date that you've set with yourself to go on a walk or to take yourself for a cup of coffee or to take yourself swimming or to go to that class that you've always wanted to start. But that doesn't mean that you then go, oh well, I tried, I failed, I can't be kind to myself, end of. That means that you go, right, life happens, this has happened. What I'm going to do is I'm going to reschedule it for this day and this time because I am going to show up for myself because I do matter to myself and I am building that relationship of trust with myself. As Casey mentioned, you can't always put yourself first. It's not always possible, but that doesn't mean that you just then go, oh, well, I can't put myself first. End of. Poor me. I've just got to keep living the life I've been living can try again. You can go back and go, right, I am going to try this again. I am going to return to the way in which I want to live my life. The relationship I want to have with myself. You're not starting again, you're returning to the way that you want to live your life. Just like after you've spent some time on leave from your job, you return to your job just like maybe in summer you have a hobby that you do let's say for example it's paddleboarding and in the winter you don't paddleboard but the summer comes around and you return to paddleboarding we can't ever go back to the start once we've already begun we just keep going and sometimes we take a pit stop we pause and then we get back in our car and we continue driving from where we left off We're not returning to the beginning because we have so much knowledge within us, so much that we know about ourselves, that experience we have. We're not starting again. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Nourishing Soulfully podcast. And if you have any questions, any queries, or something you're curious about, or you would like to share your own voice note on how you're kind to yourself, or ways in which you've tried to be kind to yourself but you don't seem to have been successful in it long term, please email Peter, p-e-t-a, at nourishingsoulfully.com. You can find me on the Nourishing Soulfully blog which is at nourishingsoulfully.com, on Substack by searching Nourishing Soulfully and the podcasts I mentioned. I will pop all of the links in the show notes. Until next time. Be gentle, be kind. You're doing the best you can, always. Sending lots of love your way.